0: i back up here. So this morning I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the topic of happiness. Does everybody want to be happy? Yes. yes? You remember the song from a few years ago, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and those are good things? Uh, here's a little bit of trivia. So what is the happiest place on earth? Or maybe I should say, what place advertises themselves as the happiest place on earth? Disney World, Disneyland. That's right, Disneyland. How about the happiest country? I don't know if maybe if you saw uh, on the news not too long ago, there was a survey put out. They do a survey every year. They put this study together it's by Columbia University and some other people. And they, they, they do this, and they, they get some kind of da- data they put together. They look at uh, uh, gross domestic national product per capita. They look at uh, the generosity of the people, they look at uh, life expectancy, um, the idea of having someone to count on, what the perceived uh, freedoms are in the country, and uh, freedom from corruption, that kind of stuff. So they do this survey, they've done it the last number of years, and uh, so here I'm going to give you the top five. Okay, Number five was Finland. Number four was Switzerland. Number three was Iceland, number two was Denmark, and number one was Norway. And of course, I'm trying to figure. you know, so what do they all have in common? I guess, are they all cold? Or is everybody so, they, they bundle together, you know, to, give, to stay warm, and so they all, they're happier or, you know, something like that? I, I don't know, but, uh, but, you know, like I said, they, they looked at... Uh, Gross domestic national product, uh, generosity, things like that, life expectancy. Um, Interestingly enough, the United States ranked 14th. So not in the top 10, but not too bad, 14th, compared to Russia, which was number 50, and I believe China was like 79 or 80, so at least we're doing better than some of those other, you know, superpowers. How about Israel? Where do you think Israel was ranked? For the past four years, Israel was ranked number 11. Not bad, considering a little country and, you know, they got some unfriendly neighbors, so, but Israel consistently ranks number 11 and ahead of the United States even in happiness. So, you know, I've often heard people say, you know, they they struggle sometimes about, they get frustrated. They say, why is life so difficult? Why why do I have to deal with these things in life and frustrations? I just want to be happy. And uh, <clears throat> when someone says they just want to be happy or they want to find happiness, we ask, you know, <clears throat> what what are the uh, what are the answers or what are some laws we can look at or some concept of happiness that uh, <clears throat> things that could uh, excuse me, look at as far as uh, having happiness in their lives. And I'd like to start off with listing five laws of happiness, or five statements here. Five laws of happiness. Number one up there is, don't look for happiness, create it. In other words, happiness is not something you can look for. You're as happy as you want to be. It's a choice. It's a choice you make. Number two, says happiness is not a goal. It's actually the byproduct of right living, right thinking, and right acting. It's not something that is a goal. It is something that is a byproduct. If happiness is your goal, you're going to end up living pretty much a self-centered life. Making happiness your goal will almost guarantee that you're never going to be happy it's always the result of something <clears throat> my habits create my happiness my habits create my happiness see happiness is a choice we shape our habits and in turn they shape us on uh, numerous times i've heard people that went on mission trips to third world countries come back and exclaim I'm so surprised. I can't believe how happy the people are there. You know, they may be living in in a a one-room house with a dirt floor and the the kids are playing with a beat-up old soccer ball, but they're all happy. See, our habits create our happiness. It's not... uh, The difference is that uh, they've, in their mind, they've... uh, made a decision to be happy. It's not something of necessarily their circumstances. It's not something that they had to necessarily uh, pursue after. Happiness based on happenings is temporary. So we mentioned Disneyland. So if you're at Disneyland, you may be happy, right? You're going around, you're riding the rides, you're walking around eating an ice cream cone. Or uh, Do they still have those giant turkey legs? Do they still do those things or something? I don't know. Um, But everybody seems happy, right? Until you get home and you look at your credit card bill. (laughs) It's like, whoa! Not too happy. How much did happiness cost me? It's like, oh my! Or how about this? You drive off the lot from the car dealer with your brand new car, inhaling that new car smell, and you're just feeling just uh, like riding on air. It's just beautiful. And then at uh, the end of the month, uh, the payment comes due for the first, first payment, and then the next month, the payment, and the month after that, and it's like, oi, oi, happiness starts to fade. i got to make these payments every month for the next five years or whatever. You know, it's like, oi. See, happiness, but happiness that's based on habits can be long-term. Happiness based on happenings is just going to be short-term doesn't really last. And the last one there is happy habits can be as addicting as bad habits. And they're a whole lot more rewarding. You don't have all the negatives with a happy habit. Bad habits take time to develop, just like good habits do. They don't just happen overnight. You develop a bad habit over time. And just like that, just like bad habits, good habits can be developed over time and make them a positive impact on your life. So to learn about habits, or the habits of happiness, I want to go to the letter that Paul wrote to the congregation at Philippi. This letter, this book in the Bible, may be just one of the happiest in the Bible. It's full of words like happy, glad, joy, rejoicing, being blessed. And here's the amazing thing. This letter was written by Paul while he was in prison in Rome. He was in chains. Which just shows you that happiness is not based on your happenings or circumstances. He really kind of wrote it. If if you look at it, it's kind of like a thank you note to the Philippians. Now, Philippi is a city in the Macedonian part of Greece. It's kind of way on on the far east side. And so he's sending this thank you note for their financial support, for their prayers, their love and affection for him. It's a very personal letter, really. In this letter, we'll see keys to healthy, happy relationships. So I'm going to read, first I'm going to read to you Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 1 through 11. So if you have it, you can look along, Um, otherwise just listen. And I'm going to be reading from the complete Jewish Bible, by the way. So, verse 1, it says, From Sha'ul and Timothy, slaves of the Messiah Yeshua, to all God's people united with the Messiah Yeshua and living in Philippi, along with the congregation leaders in Shamashim. grace to you and shalom from God, our Father, the Lord Yeshua, as the Messiah. I thank my God every time I think of you. Whenever I pray for all of you, I always pray with joy. Because you have shared in proclaiming the good news from the very first day until now. And I am sure of this, that the one who began a good work among you will keep it growing until it is completed on the day of Messiah Yeshua. It is right for me to think this way about you all because I have you on my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and establishing the good news, you are all sharing with me in this privileged work. God can testify how long for all of you with a deep affection of Messiah Yeshua. And this is my prayer, that you love, that your love may be more and more overflowing in fullness of knowledge and depth of discernment, so that you will be able to determine what is best and thus be pure and without blame for the day of Messiah, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Yeshua, the Messiah, to the glory and praise of God." Isn't that some wonderful words? So in those verses, Paul teaches us four relational habits that are going to really inspire you. These habits, they're easy to teach. They're a little bit harder to practice. If your relationship's happy, though, you're going to be happy. So let's go through some of these relational habits and study them and so we can help understand them better for ourselves. Number one, Be grateful to the people in your life. This is the number one relational habit for happiness. Be grateful for the people in your life. Gratitude equals happiness. You can say that again. Gratitude equals happiness. Let's look at Philippians verse 1 and, I mean, excuse me, verse 3. What did he say? I thank my God every time I think of you. You see, he's remembering them. He's being grateful for them. The tendency for people is to take for granted the people in our lives, especially the people close to us. That means your spouse, your parents, your children, your brothers, your sisters, et cetera, et cetera. The longer we know them, the tendency it is to focus on their faults. It's the what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of attitude. Unfortunately, by nature, we are disgruntled people. We're natural grumblers, we're complainers. Hey, just look at the Israelites in the wilderness. What did they do? Right? God had just brought them out of Egypt, brought them out of slavery. What did they do? Well, started complaining about water. We don't have water. Okay, they gave them water. What about food? You gave them food. Well, we're tired of the food. We want other, you know, you know, the 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 man is not good enough. So we gave them quail. They got tired of the quail. You know, complain, complain, complain. Where is Moses? What is he doing? He stepped up on that mountain. I haven't seen him. Let's go go make a calf, a golden calf, you know. It's just being grateful is a habit. And gratitude, like I said, equals happiness. Verse 5 of Philippians goes on to say, because you shared in proclaiming the good news from the very first day until now. Okay, what was he talking about there? Well, the other reference is in the book of Acts in chapter 16. It talks about Paul and Silas' time in Philippi. See, there happened to be this uh, woman named Lydia. She was a businesswoman, right? She helped him, she helped Paul and Silas out several times financially. The congregation in Philippi was funding his work. They even sent a man named Ephroditus all the way from Philippi to Rome to bring him a financial gift. It's like, you know, 800, 1,000 miles away. And those guys had a walk in those days. Think about it. What is it that people have done for you that you have forgotten? It's easier to remember their faults. You know, the truth is, Paul did not have a good time in Philippi. If you read in the the book of Acts, he had a rough experience. He and Silas were whipped. They were beaten. They were humiliated. Then they were thrown in prison. Then they survived an earthquake. And after all that, they were asked, uh, can you kind of just leave quietly here? You know, just don't make us think. See, Paul was choosing selective memory. He did not dwell on the painful memories. He he was dwelling on the positive ones. His time there was not all sunshine and roses. It was not all lollipops and flowers and stuff. No, it was kind of rough at times. But what is he remembering? He's remembering the good things. He's remembering the people. Let me ask you, are you still holding on to things that are negative? You know, memories are a choice. Remember the best and forget the rest. Remember the best and forget the rest. Be grateful for the people in your life. Be grateful. Gratitude equals happiness. What's the number two relational habit? Pray with joy. It says we need to pray with joy for the people in our life. How would you like to have the Apostle Paul praying for you? He was praying for these folks in, in Philippi. How do you feel when somebody says they've been praying for you? I know I feel. When someone says that, that to me, I take it very seriously. It blesses me a lot. It's powerful. It's uplifting. Praying for, with joy for the people in your life. Philippians 1, verse 4. Whenever I pray for you all... I'm sorry. Whenever I pray for all of you, I pray with joy... Paul says he prays with joy for them. Think of someone that irritates you. No, don't look at them. Ah, see, I got you, right? (laughs) Let me ask you, do you pray for them, or do you just complain about them? Do you nag and nitpick? Does prayer work? Yes. Does complaining work? No. Pray for the people in your life. You want to change other people, but you can't. You can only change yourself, but you can pray. Positive prayer is much more effective than positive thinking. Now, positive thinking won't change another person. The fastest way to change a bad relationship to good is to pray. Start praying for those people. Let's read what Paul says in verses 9 through 11. He said, and this is my prayer, that your love may more and more overflow in fullness of knowledge and depth of discernment, so that you will be able to determine what is best and thus be pure and without blame for the day of the Messiah, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Yeshua Messiah, to the glory and praise of God. You want to know what to pray for people? Well, there's your list, Okay. Pray that they will grow in love. Pray that they will make wise choices, that fullness of knowledge. Pray that they will live with integrity, and pure and without blame. Pray that we'll become more like Yeshua. That's that fruit of righteousness. The fruit of righteousness is the character of Yeshua. It's his essence. Galatians 5, chapter, um, yeah, 22 and 23, familiar verse. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. Nothing in the Torah stands against such things. You can pray all these things for the people in your life. You want answers? Do this. If you want results, do this. Pray these prayers for the people in your life. Hey, they're recorded in God's Word. God has given you a roadmap to follow. They're right there. It's the example. You don't even have to second guess about it. So pray for the people in your life. Number 3 relational habit expect the best from the people in my life expect the best from the people in my life this is another one that's easier to say a little harder to build as a habit philippians 1:6 says the one who began a good work among you will keep it growing until it is completed on the day of the messiah you see paul is a pro about bringing the best out out of people. He gave them confidence. He didn't tear them down. He encouraged them. He lifted them up when they stumbled. He told them what they could be. If you give people a vision, a picture of the future, they'll do better. That's why we have a vision here at Tikvot Israel. What is our vision? To bridge and restore relationship between Yeshua the Jewish people, and the nations. We have a picture. We have a vision to follow. Studies have shown that students always do better when their teachers expect the best from them. We tend to become what the most important people in our lives think of us. That's why it's important for fathers and mothers to encourage their children. Thinking the best, we encourage people. Paul was patient with people's progress. Why is that so important to people's happiness? If you insist on people's perfection, you're going to be miserable the rest of your life. There is nothing perfect, including you. Let's learn to celebrate how far people have come, not how far they have to go yet. You know, My grandkids, I have three of them, and the the two youngest ones are three and four years old. Sometimes they send me pictures they've made, pictures they've drawn to send to Papa. Now, do I, when I give them, do they say, oh, this is unacceptable. I want to see Rembrandt quality. I want to see some really, you know, good detail. No, they're three and four years. I say, how isn't that beautiful? Thank you so much. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Lily. No. You encourage them. You encourage them to go farther and do better. It's to say that would be silly. So, in verse seven in Philippians, Paul says, "I have you on my heart." We need to get people that are on our nerves off our nerves and on our hearts, right? We tend to react with our head and not our heart. When people say, you just don't understand, what they're really saying is, you don't feel my pain. You're not feeling what I'm feeling. They're looking for empathy. It's about feelings. That's why it's a heart issue. So expect the best from people in our lives. Right? Encourage them. They're on a path. Each of us is on a path. Let's encourage each other to continue on the path. Okay. And the number four relational habit for happiness is love people in my life like Yeshua. Again, it is easier to say to do because you're not Yeshua. Neither am I. So much easier to be critical and complain. Philippians 1.8 I long for all of you with the deep affection of Messiah Yeshua. You see, Yeshua laid down his life for us. It's that kind of love. Paul was willing to lay down his life for people too. I'm grateful for all of you, all of you here. It's because of all of you that we are here. It's all the sacrifice and time and energy that each one of you puts in each week here that bless us as a congregation. It's your labor of love that makes it possible for us to proclaim the good news to Israel and to the nations. And I wanna say it's an honor to serve you in this capacity. We all know John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son that we might have life everlasting. Let me ask you, which one of these habits I've talked about do you need to work on? Who are you not being grateful for? Is it someone in your life that you need to be grateful for that could really make a change in the relationship? Are you praying for the people in your life? Do you pray for them, or do you just grumble about them? Prayer is going to make the difference. Prayer is going to make the change. Are you patient with the progress of people in your life? Maybe they're not quite have caught up to you. Maybe we need to encourage them more. Who do you need to start loving from the heart more and not criticizing from the head? These are things for us to all think about. Let me pray. Avinu. We ask that you make a good work in us to develop healthy habits, habits of gratefulness, habits of prayer for people, habits to expect the best, and most of all, habits to love people. Circumstance cannot bring happiness, but when we become followers of you, Messiah Yeshua, imitators of you, we will experience all the joy and all the happiness that fills the overflowing. Shabbat shalom.